Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Last year came and went, and it's behind us. This, this, this is the Rich Eisen Show. With Carson, I mean, you stuck with him a long time. You know, things things just started going a little sideways for us, and then and then I had to make a decision to bench him. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I look back on it now, and I would have done the same thing. Earlier on the show, Oral Roberts head coach Paul Mills, Loyola of Chicago head coach Porter Moser. Coming up from NBC Sports, Peter King, plus Ohio University head coach Jeff Bowles. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Dan Helley. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Helley filling in. We have Chris Brockman, Mike Del Tufo, TJ Jefferson in the house as well. Uh, we have a Jimmy Fox story that we're going to be getting to in a uh, few minutes that uh, has something to do with Mike Tyson. We call that a tease in the business. But before <laughs> we get there, let's bring in Peter King, Football Morning in America, one of the great football writers of our generation. Peter, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Dan, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. As uh, I was... Doing a little research for the show, uh, you know, West Coast time last night. I was saying, man, I hope I hope Peter gets his column out a little early so I can read it before I go to bed. And you did. Thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. And uh, I, I did it for you. I know you did. I know you did. So many, so many anxiously awaiting that column uh, each and every Monday. Um, obviously, free agency a big topic in that one. The the, the Patriots, um, by far the the most aggressive team out there. You you had a line in your uh, in your column that they they had 175 million in guarantees in two days, which is almost the same amount that Robert Kraft paid for the team when he bought it. Is that right? Yeah, and uh, you know I think the other part of that whole thing is just the simple fact that you know obviously Bill Belichick's never done this before. Robert Kraft has never done this before, and look. No matter what way you you spin it, um, you know half of their team will be different. Half of their starting team is going to be different from what it was four months ago, and you know that that includes big stars like Johnny Smith, who I think in that offense is going to be a big star in it, and it also includes returning stars like Kyle Van Noy, who I still can't figure out why Miami uh, paid him $15 million for 14 games and then let him go. Uh, I still think he's a, he's a force to be reckoned with. 
Uh, and, I, you know, look, the Patriots are going to be significantly improved. We all know that. The question is all going to come down to Cam Newton and what he has left. Uh, you know, he sure looked like he was limited for a lot of last season. Uh, he was not throwing the ball well. We'll see if that was COVID-related uh, or whatever. But, uh, you know, to me, I think, you know, the one missing piece now or the one piece that we really don't know very much about is uh, what's going to happen at quarterback. So that's going to be the, the little uh, mystery piece we won't this fall. Yeah, they, they bring Cam back on a relatively team-friendly deal, especially in this era when starting quarterbacks are, you know, making 30-plus million, at least, the, you know, the top 10 guys. Um, you brought up a great point. Half of their 22 starters are, are, are going to be new or guys who have left and then come back like Van Noy. Who do you think is going to have the biggest impact in terms of the new free agents, the, the John U. Smiths, the Hunter Henrys, the, you know, the Aguilors, the Kendrick Bournes? Well, I think I think I would combine that and just say that to me, um, the best the the offense that Bill Belichick really loves playing. Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator, the offense they love playing is very tight end friendly. Um, and look, the the year uh, it was ten years ago now, but the year that they had a great offensive season. Uh, centered around Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski now almost 10 years ago uh, when basically those guys combined to score 24 touchdowns. Right. And, and, and it was, that is what I think they would really love to get back to because you're moving the chain safely and you're doing it on intermediate throws to two sure-handed guys. So that is what I think we can really expect to happen. And and really, I think one of the interesting parts about their offense is they basically have not had a tight end of any skill or substance for the last two. And so when you look at it that way and you say, this is what we like to do best, you, you know, play two tight ends in the game at the same time, and they don't have any, or they at least haven't had any, I think it's going to be revolutionarily different uh, for the Patriots, and it's going to allow them, even if Cam Newton's downfield arm is not what it was, I think it's going to allow them to be able to consistently move the chains. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, historically, teams that spend as big as the Patriots spent in free agency – it doesn't really go well, but I feel like because the Patriots, uh, this is the Patriots. It just it just feels a little bit different to me. Um, and I, I love I love both of those tight ends. Very familiar with Johnu Smith from his you know days, kind of backing up Delaney Walker and uh, in Tennessee, and then he really came into his own last year and went, went healthy. That's that's a guy that is of the Belichick mold, Peter, because he's a good blocker as well, similar to Gronk in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that re- the other thing remember about John U. Smith, Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator in Tennessee, did exactly with John U. Smith what uh, Josh McDaniels did a decade ago in the playoff game against the Tim Tebow Broncos. He put Aaron Hernandez in the backfield, right? And in a playoff game, Hernandez ran for seventy or eighty yards, and uh, John U. Smith has done that and he's done it well. So. 
you know, we'll see. I think there's going to be a few surprises in that New England offense. Speaking of surprises, who surprised you maybe for the moves that, that they didn't make or, or that didn't spend as much money as you anticipated? I, I credit teams for not spending money, by the way, Dan. I think that, you know, year after year after year, people get excited on March 20th, March 22nd, whatever. Uh, and then they are almost always uh, disappointed with what happens and what ends up happening with the you know with the money that they didn't spend i mean i'll give you i'll give you a team that that i think should be getting significant credit <laughs> that's the indianapolis colts because colts and you say <laughs> man they still need a really good downfield uh receiving weapon you don't know if they're going to get ty hilton back you've got some uncertainty about whether Michael Pittman is going to be that guy. I think they uh, they hope he is, but they're not really sure that he's going to be a really you know, 60 in that offense. But what I give him credit for is that they've got three guys <clears throat> who they need to pay big money to in the next year plus or, or, or even before a year. You know, Quentin Nelson – and Braden Smith, uh, the underrated right tackle they have. Everybody knows Nelson. And then also Darius Leonard on defense. So, you know, that right there is, I'm going to guess, about $50 million average uh, on the cap long term, you know, for the next, say, three years. And and so y- you don't want to just say, hey, we got a lot of cap room. Let's go spend it. Well, if you spend a lot, then you're going to be struggling to sign the homegrown talent that you love. So I look at Indianapolis uh, in this in the early days of free agency and say I think their patience has been quite smart. No, I would agree with that about uh, about the Colts. Um, let me ask you about Deshaun Watson. Uh, three more women today uh, filed lawsuits. There are now ten civil suits filed against the Texans quarterback from women who worked with him as a massage therapist, claiming that Watson sexually assaulted them during the massages. Just from a, from a legal standpoint, from the NFL side, there's already an investigation underway. How, how does this play out from a legal standpoint? I think it's too early to tell, Dan, because right now, the, you know, the NFL has not shown – the the same willingness when there are civil suits, uh, you know, filed versus criminal suits, and you know, obviously, a a criminal case could result in a conviction or multiple convictions. But as of right now, these are civil suits. We all remember six years ago, seven years ago now, when uh, when Ray Rice uh, had his. Uh, incident with his fiance now wife uh, in an elevator in Atlantic City. Adrian Peterson uh, had his situation with his son, uh, his corporal punishment situation, and so both of those cases, when they went to court, were you know they were they were investigated as criminal cases. And in those case, in those cases, the NFL then can take the player off the field until those cases have been decided, which is what they did 
uh, in those cases. And so that's really what what I think until we find out uh, if this becomes a criminal case and it is uh, in court, you know, as we approach the season, I think there's a chance the NFL would would put Watson on the commissioner's exempt list and basically make it he would not be able to play no matter whether Houston or any other team uh, would would want him to play. So I think that's one thing to look out for. But but I also think we basically got almost six months now uh, before you know the games are played. And so I think a lot can happen between now and then. But to me, I think that is the biggest factor. Is this going to become a criminal case or will it just stay a civil case? The the upshot, though, right now is that if the Texans were ever thinking of uh, even possibly trading him, well, they can't do it now. Nobody's going to want to take a guy with uh, this hanging over his head. So I think uh, the Deshaun Watson... Uh, you know, future as a football player, as well as, you know, his future in, uh, you know, with the legal authorities right now is is just very much in doubt. Would you, you had this in your column, though, when talking to one general manager, are, you're obviously monitoring, monitoring this situation if you were previously interested in Deshaun Watson as, mm-hmm. as a quarterback for your team. Do you, I mean, would you potentially swoop in there and try to get him at, at a discounted rate because of what's going on right now? Uh, that's a great question. I think there are some general managers who would do that. There are some owners who, uh, if they thought, in my opinion, they could, I don't want to say get away with it, but if they could take the public scorn you know, on this, that they might try to do it. Um, because I don't think, I, I've not spoken to anybody who thinks that this means that Deshaun Watson is never going to play football again. <clears throat> he obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but he very most likely will. But I just don't see how you could stand up in front of your fan base right now and announce that you were trading for someone who has got 12 women accusing him of sexual misconduct. It just, you know, if 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 I were a season ticket holder of that team, that would be really, really hard for me to swallow, no matter how much I wanted Deshaun Watson, the football player. So I wouldn't expect that any team is going to trade for him right now. Yeah, that's that's certainly going to be a, a fascinating situation to watch from a from a football standpoint and a legal standpoint regarding uh, Deshaun Watson and um, the Texans, what's going down right now? On a lighter note, Peter, we got to wrap it up soon. But our next guest is is Jeff Bowles from your Ohio Bobcats. Wow, how pumped are you? Yeah, I'm excited. Good for Jeff and good for that team. Uh, I talked to him the other night when he was on his way home from Bloom, on his way back from Bloomington to Indianapolis. Uh, I I didn't talk to him. Pardon me. I, I texted with him, and I, some of that in my column today. But what is so interesting and what I really, really admire about this Ohio team is that it was 47-45 with just under three minutes left in the game. They were leading Virginia, the national champ, defending champs. And now is when it's really the tough time of the game. And you would think, 
that the premier teams, the teams that have been in this space before, would take over. And at that point, Ohio, none of whom, none of their players had ever played in a game nearly as big as this before, never in an NCAA tournament before. Uh, and they came out and they made their last nine shots of the game, three from the floor and, and six from the foul line. And that tells me that Jeff Bowles and those guys are doing something right. They prepare their guys for big situations, and they really came through in one uh, Saturday night at Assembly Hall. So that'll be fun tonight to watch. That will. Take it on Creighton tonight. Peter, we got to roll. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate the time, and, and thank you for everything you do. I, I, honestly, I meant everything I said. I, I love your calling. I've been reading it for as long as I can remember. Well, thanks so much, Dan. Much, much appreciated. We'll talk to you soon. The great Peter King with the latest on uh, the Deshaun Watson situation. I highly recommend that uh, you go read his uh, Monday column uh, for the latest on what's going on around the National Football League. Coming up, as promised, Ohio head coach Jeff Bowles has a game tonight to get into the Sweet 16. We're back after this. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. During the filming of The Outsiders, you turned 18 and the other boys in the cast pranked you by trashing your hotel room by saran wrapping the toilet. That was my college experience. I was uh, turning 18. It would have been the equivalent of going away from home for the first time. And that's my fraternity. Those guys are my frat brothers. What a shot into that the, into this day. Cross, man. Jeez, look at that. It's a good group. Look how tough Tom Cruise is trying to look in that photo. Dude, Tom Cruise was such a baller. He was, he was, he was probably my, one of my closest friends and he was so great. And he, I always looked up to him and he always had these cool things that he would come up with. And I remember he, he was the first guy that ever came up with this conceit of tightening the titles of the movies he was in to make him sound badass. Like, like he did this, you know, the football movie, all the right moves. Yeah. But yeah, man, when I was making moves, I, uh, <laughs> and I was like, he's That's a badass. Baller. baller. It's so baller. But then, you know, it was a problem when he'd be like, yeah, when I was making cocktail, 
<laughs> it was kind of a, you know, and okay. I, I, I liked no, <laughs> the other one's no good either. Long. Yeah, when I was in tail. When I was in tail, you can't do it either way. Can't do it either way. Yeah. It's no good. <laughs> so you'd, you'd go like wing? Is that what you do when you did right, TV? No, when, when I was doing West. Wing? When you were in West. You know, Mar- when, when, uh, when Marty Sheen and I were doing West. Um, you know, on the set of Boy, me and yeah. Chris Farley. <laughs> no, yeah, when I was on Boy, um, in Oxford Blues sets up for uh, just blues. See, it's important to choose. If you choose the wrong one, it's not as good. It, there's <laughs> always one that's cooler. <laughs> like which is like like when I was doing recreation, yeah. Does it? But if I'm doing yeah. parks, right? Instead of parks, you did parks. Yeah, man. Amy Poehler and I in parks. We laughed all the time. <laughs> on parks. On the set of Wayne, I was just you know. And by Wayne. the way, you want to talk about Tom Cruise too? This was the fact that blew our minds when, when the last uh, Mission Impossible came out and he was running all oh, over London, right? Those and the best like movies a, ever. Unlike a broken a broken ankle that had just amazing. healed or whatever, is that he was he is right now the age. In these movies, doing this, that Wilford Brimley was during Cocoon. That's a fact. That is. That's like mind blowing. That's it's mind blowing. It's, it, 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 it's I don't, and I don't know what it is. What makes it mind blowing is that that Tom Cruise is doing that at that age, or Wilford Brimley was really that young in Cocoon. I did a movie with Wilford Brimley. He was the first great character actor I ever worked with. It was a movie called Hotel New Hampshire. What are so, we doing on that one? So when you did Hampshire, Ham- Hampshire. no, Hampshire. no, no. I was doing Hampshire. Did Lane. Hampshire. <laughs> it's better than Hotel. No. When you did Hotel, how about just when I was doing New? When you did New, right? when I was doing New. <laughs> When I was working on New with Brimley. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Helley filling in. Chris Brockman, Mike Del Tufo, TJ Jefferson all with us as we are set for another very special guest. Ohio head coach Jeff Bowles in his second season with the Bobcats, former player for Ohio as well. Kind enough to join us now. Uh, what are we, four hours, coach, from, from tip-off? Yeah, uh, three hours and uh, about 49 minutes to be exact. <laughs> three hours and 49 minutes for Ohio, getting ready to take on Creighton, Ohio, of course, already taking down the defending national champion, uh, Virginia Cavaliers. First off, Coach, congratulations. Uh, you're, you're, you're playing with house money. I know you want to keep it going, but what an incredible win uh, over UVA. Yeah, thank you. Uh, just really proud of our guys and their mindset coming in. You know, they, they believe they could win. And I told them after the game, the power of belief, the power of confidence, and the power of unity is special. And, you know, we've been underdogs for about, you know, three straight games now, MAC tournament included, and our guys just keep finding a way. What were you guys, a four seed going into the tournament? In the MAC yeah, we were five seed. It was a little deceptive because, you know, we, we had two COVID pauses where we missed a bunch of games. So we finished nine and five. Uh, Toledo won the league at 14 and four. So they had four losses. Akron and Kent had like five losses. Buffalo had six. And we, we were nine and five. And we, we missed a lot of our games. So, you know, we thought going in we could win the tournament. Uh, we had the talent to do it. And, you know, we ended up leading 117 out of 120 minutes uh, in all three games. Oh, wow. Yeah, the COVID, you had eight games canceled, I believe, three postponed, and then you had the longest pause was almost three weeks, right, in February? Yeah, it was a crazy time. With 21 days, we, we played on February 2nd, and we had multiple positive tests throughout the course of a week. So we had different guys coming back different times, and we had nine guys uh, available on a Sunday, 
before we played that week three games in five days. So we didn't even do a real 5v5 practice. We threw a manager in there as the, as the 10th guy. And then we played Tuesday against Akron without Jason Preston and Dwight Wilson. Beat them. Then we played Thursday against Eastern Michigan. Won that game. And then we played Buffalo on Saturday and lost that game. And then we had another positive test uh, that weekend. And our last two regular season games were canceled. So going into the MAC tournament, we'd only played three times in about 35 days. That's incredible. Well, when you're when you're shorthanded like that, does it ever cross your mind? I think you're you're around my age. You played at Ohio with with Gary Trent. Do you ever jump in there yourself? In the five and five. <laughs> If I if I want to build the confidence up, my guys, I jump in there. But <laughs> I think you know it, it was different. You know, I called uh, Michigan's assistants. You know, they were on a fourteen day pause, and theirs was different because they they didn't have positive tests. So right. you know, we did conditioning and individual workouts for the first couple of days. Did some half court stuff on the third day. Gave them off the fourth day just to recover. And then that fifth day, that Sunday, we we tried to you know go five v five up and down with a, a manager in there. Uh, but it was definitely different. I'll give our guys a ton of credit. They're resilient. You know, we, we preach, you know, E plus R equals O, event plus response equals outcome, and their response to everything was just awesome. Yeah, it's it has been awesome to watch you guys uh, do what you've done, taking down UVA. Dan Helley uh, with the head coach of the Ohio Bobcats, Jeff Bowles, trying to get into the Sweet 16. They play Creighton coming up here in just a few hours. Coach, I have to ask you, it's well documented by now, but I, I have to admit, prior to the tournament, I was not familiar with Jason Preston's story, and it is absolutely fascinating to read about a guy who was uh, a senior at Boone High School in Orlando who didn't play much and averaged two points a game, and wanted to be a, a wanted to do what we're doing. He wanted to be a sports journalist. Uh, he was blogging about the Pistons. And went to UCF for summer school, then got spotted in an AAU tournament, and it totally changed his entire course of his life. Did you know what you were getting in Jason Preston when you stepped foot on that Ohio campus a couple years ago? You know, I I thought he had a chance to be really good. And when I came, it was after his freshman year. He averaged about five and a half points a game. And, you know, he was about 6'3", 170 when I got there. And he grew an inch that summer and gained about 20 pounds of muscle. And, like, his story is the American dream. Like, I tell people all the time, it's it's a movie. And if you really, you know, go back and listen to every detail, the decisions that he made to get to where he is, like, one decision that he made differently, like, if he didn't want to play in the AAU tournament, you know, with his buddies, this probably would have never happened. You know, it's like he forgot his shoes when he was on the way to the, to the milk house in Orlando and had to go back and get them. You know, then his family wanted him to just stay enrolled at Central Florida, and he goes to prep school. Just so many decisions that happened along the way. And, you know, as good a player as he is, he's a better person than the adversity he's been through, losing his mom, and, and, and you know, where he's at today is just, you know, I, I could not be proud of him. Just an incredible story. Lost his mom his junior year of high school. Didn't really get along great with his high school coach, primarily because uh, the high school coach didn't like his jump passes, which is what he does so well that – they actually changed the rule at Ohio. This was before you were there to allow jump passes when, when Jason Preston got there because he just kind of had a knack for making things happen. And now he's a legitimate NBA prospect who is uh, helping you guys try to get to the Sweet 16. Coach, how about a scouting report on Creighton tonight? What, when you're putting stuff up on the whiteboard, what are the three keys of the game for you? 
Yeah, I think if you look at their offense, you know, very dynamic offense, and, and our offense and their offense and our team, they're almost mirror image. You know, five guys in double figures, and they shoot the ball at a 37 38% clip. You know, 45% of their shots are threes, and they just have great balance, 18-11 cis turnover ratio. So we, we really got to do a good job transition. They do a phenomenal job pushing the ball, and they have four shooters out there that can make threes. So we got to, you know, be cognizant of that. And, you know, one of our bread and butters all year has been paint touches and post touches. So we have to try to get the ball inside on offense. And, and uh, you know, we know they're going to trap the ball screens with Jason, and, and we just got to take advantage of it. I'm so curious about what's going on essentially inside that, that bubble for the tournament. I'm assuming you guys had a, a shoot around yesterday. What else did you do to keep these guys busy? Is it hard not to overschedule because you, you want to keep them their minds active throughout the day, or do you guys just watch another games together? What are you doing? Yeah, so, you know, I think Dan Gavin and his, his staff have done a phenomenal job of trying to, you know, number one, get to this weekend. And, you know, they had the one hiccup with uh, VCU. But they've done a great job of kind of separating, isolating everybody and, and being careful. Uh, you know, it's not your normal, I guess, NCAA experience uh, from a player standpoint. But our guys, they watch the games, and you know, we have our meeting room. They, they have a bunch of practice courts in the convention center where you do your shoot-around and your practices. So they've done a good job in, in just you know, trying to stay focused. You played at Ohio. You guys went to the tournament back when that uh, Gary Trent team, I believe, was 95 95- 96, more stress, more pressure as a player or as a coach? You know, I think as a player, you know, back back then, you know, you didn't know what you didn't know. And, you know, today with the social media and the attention everyone's getting, you know, our, our guys have been a loose bunch and a fun, you know, loving bunch. They, they love each other. And, you know, before we played in the MAC tournament, not one guy had played in the MAC tournament up in Cleveland before. So they went into that tournament, you know, with, with you know, just a loose mentality. You know, before the championship game, they're in there listening to music, laughing, talking, and I, I was elated to hear that. And it was the same feel coming into this tournament. You know, you don't have the same hoopla with everyone walking around and the open practices with the fans. So when we get there, you know, there's maybe 1,500 people in the arena, a lot of Bobcats, and it was almost like another game for our guys. That's awesome. I, I, I love, too, the story that I read about your uh... – your group text that you have with all those guys that you played in that NCAA tournament with, do they, they, they keep you grounded? Oh, a special group. You know, a lot of successful people, and a couple of them are going to be here tonight. And, you know, it's, you know there's, there's no better feeling than being on a team, a championship team. You're bonded for life, and you have, always have a connection. You know, you're going to be in each other's weddings and reunions, and, and we have a text chain like we're in the locker room yesterday, on the bus trip yesterday, cracking jokes. And like I said, there's no no one safe, you know, me included. You know, we played at Indiana, and they triple-teamed Gary Trent and left me and Gino Ford wide open. I was three for ten, and Gino was one for nine. And uh, <laughs> one of my teammates after the game came up to me and said, hey, you going to sleep here tonight? I said, what are you talking about? He's like, that brick house you built at the top of the key. With all those bricks you threw up. And, uh, but love those guys and, uh, you know, appreciate everything they've done for me and their support. Last question before we let you go. Dan Helley filling in for Rich Eisen with Jeff Bowles, the head coach at Ohio University, getting ready to take on Creighton here in just a couple of hours. Uh, so kind to join us. Very generous of you, Coach. Uh, I know you got a lot going on. You set this foundation last season with, with a trip to Dairy Queen. Is that right? Yeah, we, we lost, I think, five games in a row, and they were all close games. And our guys, you could just tell they're deflated after the game. 
And as soon as we started pulling out, I remember there was a Dairy Queen on the way in. I told the bus driver to take a detour. We're going to Dairy Queen. And I went went to the back of the bus and told the boys we were going to get some blizzards because ice cream makes everyone uh, put a smile on their face. And uh, just a lighthearted moment. You know, losing's tough. Winning's hard. And you you have to enjoy the ups and downs and, and uh, just something to put a smile on their face, and it worked. That's awesome. Hey, Jeff, thank you so much for your time. We had Peter King, Ohio alum, on right before you. I know you've uh, texted with him. He's definitely wishing you good luck as well. Yeah, Peter was awesome. We had a great uh, conversation here tonight. And there's so many Bobcat alumni out there in the, in the university, what this has meant for them. And uh, hopefully we can keep it going. It is a uh, Cinderella story. He played at Ohio. He is now coaching Ohio, trying to get them into the Sweet 16. They play Creighton. Coming up in just a couple of hours, Jeff Bowles. Thanks for joining us. Good luck, Coach. All right. Thanks, guys. That was Jeff Bowles. What an incredible run of guests we have had. Jeff Bowles from Ohio, Porter Moser from Illinois, Chicago, Paul Mills from Oral Roberts. Uh, this is Cinderella Central, boys. <laughs> Gotta uh, love it. Right? I mean, good gracious. <laughs> what did we learn? We learned that uh, a trip to Dairy Queen – Yep. Helped uh, turn their season around last year, not this year, for Ohio. That uh, Jeff Bowles has a text chain with all of his buddies from that 95-96 Bobcat team. Gary Trent, uh, the best player on that team. And, of course, the uh, kind of the name brand that they're still talking all the time, busting each other's chops. We learned that um, Sister Jean emails every <laughs> single player and coach after – Every single Illinois, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Loyola Chicago, I mean, she is a piece of work. That's that's incredible. Emails every single player and coach on the staff for Loyola Chicago after every single game. And Oral Roberts head coach Paul Mills tells us that uh, to pass the time, um, they're playing a little kickball game. We don't know whether it's outside or inside. Yeah, we don't know yet. Um, because they don't get to go outside for very long. It did, <laughs> And it's also got to be pretty cold in Indiana. Man. Yeah. No, I, they, maybe, <laughs> yeah. I, I think they got some gym time uh, for, for a little kickball game. But um, now we're, we're in the thick of it, man. What a great uh, list of guests today to talk to um, basically every coach of every Cinderella team. And we had another upset today. Oregon knocks off Iowa, the two seed. That's like blows them out. What was Oregon, a seven? Oregon was a seven. Wow. What do we have going on right now at this very moment, game-wise? I think we're in a break right now. We're in a break. You know, I'm I'm actually peeping right now, believe it or not. I'm checking the score of the uh, women's tournament. I'm watching uh, Stony Brook take on Arizona. One of my best friends from uh, back in Pittsburgh, Paul Zeiss, daughter Haley Zeiss, is on the Stony Brook's team, Stony Brook women's team. So they're, they're losing big to Arizona right now, but, you know, it's still early. So uh, congrats to Haley. I just want to say that and, and her teammate. Shout out. Shout out to women's bracket. Uh, on the men's side, we got tip off in five minutes, Gonzaga and Oklahoma. Uh-oh. I, I don't, West. Unfortunately, I don't see anybody taking down Gonzaga. I think it's their time this year. You think they're going to win the whole thing? Yeah. yeah. I, I think I Undefeated think for the to. first time since Indiana. Yeah. I mean, I know it's chalk. I know it's not yeah. exciting. But yeah. listen, Gonzaga doesn't normally have – you know, two to three NBA guys, which is what they have this year. And I know that doesn't necessarily guarantee success as we've seen so far in the tournament. Illinois, perfect example, two NBA players. Um, but uh, this but is they're diff- also chasing history. I mean, yeah. obviously it's yeah. important for them. It would be pressure fi- comes finally get over the hump. 
for Gonzaga, but this is all time. They become an all time team if they complete. This. I totally agree. TJ, to quote the great Robert Griffin the Third, oh, pressure makes diamonds. Hey, where are you okay? going? With that? Pressure <laughs> makes diamonds. Uh, he, was pipes, great for one, he was great for one year, and that was a heck of a year. I remember. I remember. I know we got to go to break. When I when I was uh, hired by NFL Network, I went to some upfronts in New York, mm-hmm. and boss at the time were all on stage and. Boss of the time says, oh, you know, new guy, Dan here, was working in D.C., you know, covered the Washington football team. Uh, tell us what you think about Robert Griffin III. Tell you what, folks, he could be the next Michael Jordan. That's what you said? That's what I said. <laughs> and now I'm no longer at NFL Network. So that's how that went. <laughs> Dan Helley filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. We are back. Right, we, got, we, got, we got like 25 more minutes. We, got, we can still have yeah. a lot of show left. We have forever. A lot of show left. I'll go anywhere. We'll see you in a minute. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We'd like to play a game with Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo over there. Okay. Where I will read out the facts. They will guess whether it's true meta or false meta, and then you will confirm. Okay, let's okay. do it. First uh, fact, it's true. During my rookie season with the Chicago Bulls, I applied for a job at Circuit City. True meta or fake meta? I've heard this story. I believe that's true. Mike? I'm going with him. True. A true story? That's a true story. That's a true story. Did you get the job at Circuit City? I, I, I did get the job. I got wow. the job. I got my discount. I was trying to stay out of trouble. Okay. And I needed a job. <laughs> Next fact. I wore number 37 for the Lakers because Michael Jackson's album Thriller was number one on the Billboard charts for 37 consecutive oh, nights. Oh. True meta? No or way. No way. No way. Is it fake meta? That is 100% true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, 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 That's true. I knew it was 37 album, weeks, man. but I wouldn't guess. All right. <laughs> next one. Right I before his it. comeback with the Wizards, I broke, uh, I broke two of Michael Jordan's ribs in a pickup game and delayed his comeback by three months. I was so upset about it, 
I didn't leave my house for days. True meta or fake meta? I think that's true. I'm saying true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I love Michael Jordan. My one of my well, probably my favorite player. You broke his ribs? It was on accident. It was a summertime pickup game, and it was a intense game. In 2010, an art show honoring me was held in Toronto, Canada, entitled "Lovable Badass." Eh, uh, false. True. That's true. Yeah, we have a tie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was surprised, man. I couldn't believe it. It was a really good show. Lovable badass. <laughs> they just said, hey, we want to honor you. I'm like, for what? You know? And they just had all this art of but, me. All right, last one. In 2010, I was cited for driving a race car with an expired registration down a city street. <laughs> oh, True meta or fake meta? <laughs> Uh, based on his reaction, I'm going to say true. <laughs> I got to go true, too. That's I guess true. I guess That's true. That. That's true. It was an Indy 500 car. Which one? <laughs> what city? You know, you, in, uh, Westwood. <laughs> Westwood? <laughs> Westwood. In UCLA? Yeah. yeah, they pulled me over. And, um, <laughs> I mean. But it was street legal. That so, is fantastic. So it was street legal. It was, it was just legal. that you had an expired registration was the issue. The, what happened was the officer was like, what is this? That's why they pulled me over. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, they couldn't say I had my license. I had, it was I had an IndyCar? It was IndyCar, yeah. But it, how, you know, did you, young how did and you dumb, fit in that thing? I, I didn't really fit. <laughs> I was real like this and hitting the gas with my one little pinky toe. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Helley filling in for Rich. TJ Jefferson, we have a story that we've been sitting on here for a few minutes. It's kind of cool about Mike yeah. Tyson and uh, Jamie Foxx. What do you have, man? Well, you know, as being reported by the Variety Deadline, Jamie Foxx and Mike Tyson are teaming up for a limited edition TV series produced by Antoine Fuqua, friend of the show, and Martin Scorsese, another mm. friend of the show. He doesn't know. He doesn't yeah, know he's a friend of the right. show, but he's, he's a friend, friend of the friend. show. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Jamie Foxx is going to be playing Mike Tyson. I know this has been talked about for years now, and it looks like this is actually going to happen. It's going to be a series. Um, the project was originally set up back in 2014 as a feature film, and now they're making it a series. And comes on the heels of Hulu is also doing a Mike Tyson mm-hmm. Uh, biopic a series, but Tyson doesn't seem like he's very happy about that one. So I wouldn't want to have nothing to do with the the Hulu. So one. there's two. There's Hulu and the, and what's the other one going to be on? Uh, I want to say I don't think it, I don't think it's known it yet. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's not, it's I would imagine yet. probably Netflix. If, if so it'll Netflix be like HBO. I mean, HBO. probably a heavy hitter. Probably yeah, the, high, sure. the highest bidder. Yeah, that reminds me a little bit of um, um, God. What was the story about the concert on the island and? Firefest. Oh, uh, Firefest. Fire 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 there were two Fire that came out like almost simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. And but, it was it was Hulu and Netflix, I believe. Correct. Yeah. I only watched one of them, but or like um, the Prefontaine movies. Yeah. He's he's yeah. out. I think he's out of of prison. Oh show. really? Yeah. What was the guy's name? Billy McFarlane. Billy McFarlane. Yeah. Um. Gosh, who was it? It was. Uh, remember the AAF? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Del Tufo worked. For I worked. That. Yeah. I, I worked on that. You you worked on that too? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. We did we did that together. That's right. You did that. That's I did. what we did. Yeah, I did. It's. I mean, it's easy to forget. I never got I know. paid. You know, so. I actually did. <laughs> I did. I... They, go, they go bankrupt. <laughs> you work for seven games, 
And they're like, hey, what, oh, oh, what's happening? So oh, no. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. You never think of that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like when you're just, oh, yeah, man, they'll, they'll get the invoice, you know, 30 days, whatever it is. Yeah, it'll come. Then, it's coming. Yeah. yeah. No, but I remember um, uh, Charlie Ebersol's kind of like, like sales pitch, yep. right? Like he was in there and it was all of us. There was a production facility in Arizona and he was, they had a great opening game. I believe it was in San Antonio and. You know, he flies in. He hadn't had any sleep, but it's like he had had like twelve diet cokes. Man, he was like pumped up, ready to go. Right. And I'm like, God, this guy. You just you you want to believe everything yeah. he's selling. Smooth talker. And then seven weeks later, I'm like, it's like Billy McFarlane. There was uh, there was nothing going on with the AAF. Oh, cool story though, um, about Jamie Fox and Mike Tyson. Looking forward to seeing that. Thank you, TJ, yeah. for that. Uh, one thing we did not touch on. Did you guys hear about? Uh, Urban Meyer and his, his quotes regarding the free agent process. <laughs> I saw these last week. We didn't get really a chance to talk uh, yeah. talk about him uh, on the show. But well, he just wasn't overly pleased. Urban Meyer, one of the great college football coaches, of course, his story is well documented. Went from Bowling Green to Utah, where he coached Alex Smith. Left Utah, went to Florida, won a couple of national championships, and then Ohio State had tremendous success there. Uh, most recently working as an analyst for Big Noon Kickoff on Fox with a bunch of our buddies over there, Rob Stone and Brady Quinn and Reggie Bush. Um, And then enters the NFL, now the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it's new to him. The NFL is new. Urban Meyer has been a college football coach throughout his career. So this was his first foray into free agency. And he essentially called the legal tampering process awful. He he said, he said, (laughs) The thing, yeah. <laughs> the thing you don't do is call somebody who has skin in the game. So it sounds like he was kind of calling some other guys around the league to try to get a feel for, hey, what do you think about this guy? You know, I'm thinking about offering him $25 million. What do you guys think? <laughs> Obviously, they're going to be playing coy because they're not going to tell him <laughs> right. what they're doing. And he just wasn't, he wasn't used to that. You know, he said, like, in recruiting, we would have our recruiting meeting. We would identify the best players and then just say, go get them. And usually – at Florida and Ohio State, he did. He would get all the guys that he wanted. He goes, and then all of a sudden, I start finding out a guy costs $28 million and this guy costs, uh, I don't know what. So I was trying to put all these puzzle pieces together, and here's your cap space, here's your choices, you know, can we take them? But there are three of these guys so we already have at the position, you know, so I, I imagine once you build a roster the exact way you want it, you know, then, then you can take one guy and go get that $25 million athlete. But it sounds like he was kind of figuring out the whole – Free agent process as it went. Just call, he called it awful. He called it awful. <laughs> and some would say the recruiting process is awful in college. So, <laughs> well, not when you have a recruiting budget like they do at Ohio State. You know, they probably had a bigger <laughs> recruiting budget than they did free agency budget there in Jacksonville. I'm going to be fascinated to see how that goes with with Urban Meyer because I one of the things that that Urban has never done is call plays. Right, and the vast majority of these coaches that are hired oh, now are these offensive geniuses. No, he's not calling the plays, no, though. No, and and so Urban has never called plays. He's never been a offensive coordinator. Right. So he is much more a manager of people, the CEO of an organization, than he is kind of football genius. And obviously, it's worked out very well in college. And I think it that lends itself to the NFL much more, I think, than maybe calling your own plays. I'll, I'll tell you how it's going to go, Dan. Jacksonville's making the playoffs. When? Five years? <laughs> no, no. 2021. Oh, is that right? Urban Meyer comes in. You know what he does? Tell Everywhere me. he goes, he wins. 
Yeah. Everywhere he goes. He even went to big noon kickoff, and suddenly they're winning the ratings They battle. actually were. He's <laughs> right. I mean? He's got a point. And now they're going to have – now. you thought Robert Griffin was Michael Jordan? They're getting the real Michael Jordan. What are you Trevor, smoking, bro? Give me something. Trevor Lawrence is coming to town. Free agents are coming to town. They got a good running back. We know the defense has always been there in Jacksonville. Look at that division, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Texans, dumpster fire, okay? Titans, uh, they've been kind of lucky the last couple of years. Their luck's got to run out. I don't know if I'd call it lucky. And Carson Wentz, really? Jacksonville's winning the South oh and God. making the playoffs. So Jacksonville's going from 1-15 to 10-6, 11-5. and, six, division, and champ. five, division champs. We talking playoffs or what? Yeah, we're talking playoffs. <laughs> Worst to first. Hot take of the day from Chris Brockman, ladies and gentlemen. Jacksonville's win um, division and... Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to the Hall of Fame, right? I'm just going to write There you go. Down. Thank you yeah. for, for marrying those two together so we can just all realize across the nation how completely asinine that, that statement <laughs> is. Derrick is in the Sweet 16, people. I am feeling myself. As By you way, should be. Right? As you should By be. By the way, in regards to the AFC South, I want to give the AFC South a little love because nobody ever talks about the AFC South, right? They're just they're not, they're not big market teams. Like, nobody talks about the AFC right. South. That was going into last year, we thought could be – one of the best divisions in football, along with the NFC West. Uh, the, the Titans have, are undergoing a lot of changes, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They've released three-quarters of their secondary, so they're kind of rebuilding there. They need to – they signed Bud Dupree, but they need to get more pressure off the edge. Uh, the Colts are a good football team. I, I'm still not – I'm not selling Carson Wentz stock right now. I know, hold, he, I know he was terrible last year. Terrible. I just feel like for him, so much of it was mental – and I think getting back to Frank Reich, a guy that you had success with, yeah, is going to be able to easily kind of rebuild that confidence. The Texans are an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, who knows what's going to happen with them? I don't think Deshaun Watson ever plays for them again. So I could see Jacksonville having a 7-9 and nine type season. Remember, there's seven playoff teams now. Yeah. yeah, yeah ex- I, extra spot. Yeah, I just... You know, we paid a lot of attention to the Colts this year, Dan, because we all had multiple fantasy players and that Colts team is tough man and you know as a Cowboys fan obviously I don't like the Eagles but I kind of think Carson Wentz might be able to do a little something next year for the Colts. I I like that move from them and by the way I like they're both 11 win teams right the 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 Titans and and Colts are 11 win teams it's still the the division to me still not as interesting as as the NFC West well I think that's the cream of the crop I mean this did you say NFC East? Is that what you said? No, West. Wow. I mean, just think about this for a minute. So I know the Rams, it's really, it, it's very underrated. John Johnson, the safety they lost to the Browns, I think is one of the better safeties in football. But they were able to keep Leonard Floyd. Sean Jackson I mean, comes on to team with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, Van Jefferson. You got, you got Higby there. Um, I, I feel like their, their running back by committee is, is working. Uh, Seattle... I know with the Russell Wilson drama, it could be cause for concern. He's not going anywhere. Let's not forget that they won the division at 12-4. and four. Arizona has added some pieces. Now, they're all a little long in the tooth, but I, I, don't, I don't feel like A.J. Green's going to be a difference maker. But I, I do feel like you team J.J. Watt with Chandler Jones. You got a couple guys who are coming off the edge who could still do some damage. They did lose Kenyon Drake. And San Francisco is two years removed from a Super Bowl appearance. And all they need to do is stay healthy. Well, who's playing quarterback for them, though? Yeah, but who played quarterback when they got to the Super Bowl? Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Is he going to be your starter this year? I I, I would say 70 to 80% chance that Jimmy stays okay. there. Now, they could make a move. They could get aggressive. I just don't know. I mean, the Rams, the, re- the reason I love the Rams is because, and this, this starts with McVay, they're, they're in 100% win-now mentality yeah, every step of the way. Yeah. And who did McVay work with? Who The coach, same coaching tree under Mike Shanahan, obviously Kyle. And I think Kyle is like that too. I, but unless it can, it's exactly what they want, and I don't know exactly what they want at quarterback, but you have to have, it has to be an upgrade over Jimmy G, right? You can't just trade for Sam Darnold and swap out an unproven version of, of Jimmy G, a, a younger. You have to have somebody. That's true. You know, if they trade for Deshaun Watson, though, suddenly they're NFC favorites. Oh, 100 percent. And going back to our talk with Peter King, that somebody could sneak in there. And this this would be a very Kyle Shanahan type move to say, now's the time. Yeah, because instead of paying three first round draft picks and three starters and and three seconds, we're going to be able to get this guy for a couple of first and a player. Probably. Um, So that's going to be we'll see. That's going to be very interesting to see. All right. You got a free week, guys. Bears, Beats, The Office on Peacock. Enjoy every episode of The Office for free through March 24th. Whether you know every quote or you're new to Scranton. My kids, by the way, love The Office. 13, 14-year-old, they watch this nonstop. You're going to find something to love. Sign up at PeacockTV.com and start streaming right now. The office. Dan, right I, don't, I don't want to pile on on Brockman. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, please do. Yes, you do. <laughs> but someone else in this room <laughs> has never watched a single second of the TV show The Office. Can is that you right? Get, can you guess which one of us it is? You have, well, I mean, I'll be honest. On. I've come never on, been people. a regular viewer of The Office. I, I drop in on my kids watching it. Mm-hmm. And I, I when you can kind of transcend generations, you know, when it's – and I don't think – I don't think – Friends or Seinfeld did that like The Office does. It. Right. it doesn't resonate with the kids right now like The Office does. That's what's going to You're cool. probably it's, right. It's on, it's on the list, okay? Everyone I talk to has nothing but the highest of things to say about it. Yeah, it's on the list. I got a one-year-old. I mean, come on. <laughs> You're collecting oh. a lot of baseball give cards. Top, give me the top to two series you haven't watched that are on the list. I've never seen The Office. I've never seen The Wire. Oh, Wow. The Wire's fantastic. Yeah, That's yeah. great. You know what? You know what's a very underrated show that nobody ever talks about? It's an old HBO show called uh, Oz. Oh uh, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. head of oh. its time. Oh yeah, that was that Oz was legit. Time. What about Del Tufo? Do you watch TV or did you just spin records in your basement? I just like <laughs> that DJ. I have a ton. Give me your top two. The Wire, and probably I'm trying to think of what other one. Oh. Did you finish Game of Thrones yet? Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, Dapper. What's his name? Uh, oh, Mad Men. Mad Men. Oh, those are two good ones. Yeah, Mad Men. I can't watch. Mad Men. I can't watch shows with my wife anymore because she cheats. She cheats. She cheats. Oh, she cheats on me with the shows. Like she, she, she jumps watch ahead. Two or three jumps episodes ahead. and jump oh, ahead. So, so then I'm out all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. TJ, uh, give me one or two. Wow. Well, two of the shows we talk about a lot here, that, and I don't watch or billions yeah, first and foremost. Yeah. And Homeland, I've never really seen Homeland oh, either. Oh, by the but way, and the Billions same, the same the star character is in is in both of those. Um, in Billions and Homeland, the main the main dude in That's Billions right, was in Homeland for the first couple of episodes. 
All right, man. It's been fun. Good yeah. stuff, Dan. Um, Good stuff, Dan. Yeah, tomorrow, again, Dan Helley filling in for uh, Rich Eisen. For those of you uh, listening on radio, I will see you then. If you're watching on Peacock, brother from another coming up.